Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With me today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Happy Monday, Dr. Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. <laughs> what would you do if I say, you know, I really feel lousy. <laughs> Start crying. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd say, get out there and exercise. You do better when you get your exercise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I feel well. I try to deal with the health of the economy and the health of our country, then uh, I think the health of the country uh, is not doing as well as my health. So <laughs> there are a few problems out there, but yeah. we, we're trying to attend to those problems. And today uh, we want to talk about uh, masks, not Halloween masks, but <laughs> in a way it is a Halloween mask because they're hiding from something. Yeah. Uh, hiding from something and try to convey something that isn't true. But of course, it has to do with these masks that everybody's compelled to uh, to wear, and uh, it, yet uh, so far, and we'll be talking about, it, there's no proof they do any good, and there's maybe some danger that they do harm. Why goodness, what are they going to do then? But this, the one we're going to start out with one. This is outrageous, you know, because I believe it's very possible. Uh, so it's it's sort of strange, but things things that have never been done before putting mask on everybody, putting mask on the elderly, putting mask on little kids yeah. and babies. But you see, and they're putting them on, it's horrible. But here's a headline that caught our attention. It says, masked mouth is a seriously stinking side effect to masks. Yeah. They put them on and you know, we've talked about the mask impeding the uh, flow of oxygen and CO2, retains CO2, hypercapnia, and then hypoxia. And they measure that, and there's been some shown where it's abnormal. So all of a sudden, uh, there's some of these uh, people coming into their dentist. I have this mouth odor that I can't get rid of. There's something wrong here. I have a bad tooth or something. And here it turns out, uh, it looks like they're going to, you know, people who wear masks tend to get what they're talking yeah. about, and it's new and different. So that's just another side effect, bad news, but you can't believe that that change can be healthy because, of course, they find out that the gums aren't doing as well. And, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's not, not protecting them from anything because the people who uh, don't use masks don't have uh, a serious effect of the illness anyway as, as much as the people who use the mask. But anyway, this is a messy thing. I, 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 it's, sort of, it's the kind of thing that, you know, two or three months ago, how many people sat around and said, oh, you shouldn't do it. Nobody's had, we've not gone through this. How many other things are going to come up when the statistics come in? And we have found that uh, there's this tendency when people are on the defensive, they tend to try to hide the facts. And I think that's a little bit of that going on right now, too. It's really con uh, concerning, concerning because, you know, uh, and actually, let's look at the next uh, clip. This is from the New York Post, did an article about this. This is, uh, listen to what they're saying, the new oral, oral hygiene issue caused by, you guessed it, wearing a mask all the time to prevent the spread of coronavirus is leading to all kinds of dental disorders like decaying teeth, receding gums, and seriously sour breath. Yuck. Well, Dr. Rob Raimondi, he's a co-founder of One Manhattan Dental, uh, he was the one interviewed for this article. He said 50% of the patients he's seeing have been impacted by this, and he named it mask mouth. It's kind of like they have meth mouth for the people that use that drug. Right. It ruins their teeth. And he points out that, you know, getting gum disease like this, it's not just that you have problems with your teeth because it causes, uh, it can lead to stroke and heart attack and other serious 
health disorders. And he describes what's happening. The people that are wearing a mask all the time, they have a buildup in bacteria in their mouth because, A, they tend to breathe through their mouth, and it gets drier, and that, that uh, uh, reduces the, uh, the uh, it increases the bacteria in their mouth. They breathe through the mouth. They drink less water because they have a mask on all the time. And so this is leading to all sorts of problems that are unpleasant, of course, in public, but also potentially very serious health risks that nobody thought about when telling everyone that they had to wear a mask. Well, we've talked about the uh, statistics and the data is collected always to serve somebody's interest, the people who uh, want to terrorize the nation and put uh, fear into everybody's hearts so that everybody will obey and support uh, uh, getting rid of uh, hydroxychloroquine and, and, and uh, promoting, uh, you know, vaccines, that sort of thing. But uh, in Kansas, uh, somebody got caught doing it. Yeah. <laughs> A legislator, no, it was the Department of Health and Education got caught doing it. And guess what? Uh, it's hard to believe because I'm a nonpartisan, but it just happened to be a Democrat that did that. <laughs> and the people who were trying to stop it happened to be in the opposition party. But uh, there they go once again. But uh, I suspect, uh, as you have mentioned at times, that maybe there's going to be a lot more of this because they become desperate. You know, uh, they have to have an have a new a new demon that's why they've already talked about the next virus yeah. you know this this is not going to go away and this is why even though there's so much proof out here there that that these masks aren't worthwhile on there's so debilitating that uh, they're not going to stop uh you know one thing that really bugs me a little bit it, it's sort of a shame because it's uh, people who are disgusted and trying to try to make a little fun and joy something that is distasteful and you know doing all this ornament stuff and yeah. and playing games with it uh, it, uh, it because it ought to be seen as something very very bad especially when we're getting evidence now uh, that uh, it's not it's not effective it doesn't help it causes now a a problem in the mouth too yeah, yeah. and uh, so obviously, uh, patients who are marginal, people who have, uh, I guess, somebody with uh, asthma or other kind of lung disease shouldn't be on these things at all because it cuts down on the oxygen. But uh, this is Kansas City, and uh, it doesn't sound like the, uh, the most important thing in the world, but if they're doing it, other people are doing it, and we've suspected the data is not trustworthy anyway. And that's one thing that I think we're winning. I think a lot, a lot of people now who that were not into this are saying, you know, you can't trust what they say. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Don't trust government. But this is a big scandal, and it should be a bigger scandal, but the media won't cover it. Lee Norman is his name, and he's the secretary for Kansas' Department of Health. What he did basically is he put up a fake chart. He faked a chart. There was two lines. There are some counties in Kansas that require masks and others that do not. The majority does not. He put up a chart, but he changed the axis. The axis was from 15 to 25 to show the cases in masked counties and from 4 to 14 to show new cases in non-masked counties. And it gave the false appearance that counties without a mask mandate were having more cases. And he was caught on it. He was busted on it. And then when they put those two lines on the same axis, it actually showed that there were fewer cases of coronavirus, of COVID, in counties without the mask mandate. And so that's why he had to fake it. And here's what he said. All of the improvements in case development comes from those county wearing masks. Well, the opposite is true. And he got busted doing it. And you've got to wonder, how often is this repeated? 
throughout the country. They're losing their narrative, and when they're losing the narrative, they're just simply bald-faced lying about it. Right. <clears throat> you know, there was a t meeting just recently with uh, some top epidemiologists, and they, <clears throat> excuse me again, uh, they were dealing with Denmark, yeah. and they were doing the same, same type of distortion, or at least they had some good results, and they, Denmark reported it. But then you had to attack the messenger. Yeah. So they were getting a lot of grief, and this is why these epidemiologists that were respected came out, and they did get, maybe there's more freedom of press over there <laughs> than here, because uh, the other countries that go along with this, we talked about Sweden, you know, they, they, they've been able to go independently. And what about Finland and Holland? They, they have done this as well. So, and they definitely have statistics to show that uh, the masks aren't, aren't helpful at all. And uh, along with these stories that they can do harm, it just seems so strange that they are bound to determine. They cannot, they cannot come around to admitting maybe they made a mistake or maybe they don't want to be caught, but it looks like more people are going to get caught. Yeah, and that was a good article. World's top epidemiologists agreed that masks don't work. And it was a good article. We, we saw it on Zero Edge. And it does point out that in Denmark, the numbers are very low uh, and people don't wear masks. And we know that, as you say, recently in Holland and in Sweden, uh, the government said, we're not going to mandate masks. There's no evidence that they work. And so we're not going to do it. Uh, but again, you won't see this on the mainstream media, which is only pushing a single narrative and that narrative is wear your mask. And you've got to wonder if it's messing up your health, messing up your teeth, uh, doing all sorts of terrible things to people, then why do it if it's not about the virus? And I think, and you, I'm sure you would say too, <laughs> it's about control. It's about a psychological, uh, you know, if you talk right. to someone with a mask on, you can't see what their expression is. They're like a zombie. You can't tell if they're happy or sad or mad. I can't even understand people. Maybe my hearing's going, right. but if they've got a mask on, I can't understand. I think that's what they want. They want us all walking around like zombies with our faces covered. Well, I'm sure our president would wish uh, Fauci would just go away, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's still around. <laughs> <laughs> he's not alone. A lot of us <laughs> right. wish he'd go away. This to get a lot of Americans to understand. Whoever heard of the guy before or six months ago? Yeah. Probably not very many. Uh, but he, he's in the news again giving his opinion about uh, the vaccines, and uh, he hasn't given up, but he's now... He's now the academician and, you know, the thoughtful person and the professor. So he says, well, uh, we need it. we got to get it. But so far, it looks like the one that's most likely to come out might be good for 50 percent of the people. <laughs> and then, of course, we mentioned the other day that Gates said, well, if it doesn't work the first time, you give it again or again. And you just keep piling it in there and uh, obviously not knowing what they're doing. But he, he, he is in the news. But, but he's been on both sides of the, the mask issue, you know. Over, yeah. over the years right now, I think the most recent thing he said was, uh, you know, masks aren't the super answer to this. Vaccines, <laughs> vaccines that don't work. So which way are they going? But he uh, he's going to be around for a while. I, I, I guess I, he, he should be able to retire pretty soon, but, <laughs> but n not this week, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's it's how confident should people be when he says, well, you know, you can flip a coin. Basically, that's as good as the. As the, uh, as, the, as, the, as the vaccine is going to be. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. We don't know. Just get it and get it again. But I think one of the reasons they're backing off, and we have talked about this before, I think they're backing off because if the vaccine comes out as a magic bullet, a silver bullet that completely defeats COVID, then what are all these little dictators going to do 
around the country. You're, I mean, you may say that they may find another virus. That could be the case. But they're, they're, they're on, a, on the warpath. They want digital passports. Uh, they want contact tracing. There's a lot of money to be made in contact tracing. Uh, they want to be able to track everyone. Uh, they want to, and you wrote about this today, they want to be able to have a unique health identifier uh, with people that will contain all this information. And if the, if the vaccine comes and it's the best thing since sliced bread, people are going to be uh, skeptical about contact tracing. So it's, again, it's again trying to control the narrative on this. You know, we have frequently mentioned that uh, when events like this happen, there's a lot of latent dictators lying around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not so latent anymore. They're coming alive because they're permitted to do it. And this whole principle of uh, executive orders, and uh, it started from the top and worked down ex executive orders. But I did see a statistic today, as, as much as I complain about executive orders, even with Trump, he's low on the list compared to the last two Democrats. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they actually issued a lot more. But anyway, it, that's a that's a question, but but here's a, 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 a Metro Nashville City Council member, <laughs> uh, and and she has an opinion about this. It's a pretty strong opinion about masks. You know, she wants to protect the people. That's her job. <laughs> and she wants to run run things. I think she's thinking about her own uh, her her own ego. But uh, City Council member wants people. Uh, want people not wearing a mask to be charged with murder or attempted murder. This has to be a mistake. Yeah. Unfortunately. We, did, we checked this out Well, I'm reading it from the Tennessee Star. Yeah. So yeah. That, is, that to me is so outrageous. But it also, when you hear this coming from officials, it also explains why we run into these incidents where, where individuals actually think you yeah. know, that's when they get violent. Get yeah. out of here, go out of here and throw and, you know, threaten uh, threaten life and do injury because you're spreading this disease like it, you know, going to jump out and you're going to die in a week. And always on fake news and fake fear. But here it is, a city councilwoman, and she's uh, she's saying, but, so she's putting it into into words and, and saying that that's how, how serious this is. And that is so far gone. Fortunately, I hope, we are not. We haven't gone that far. That's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to pass it. But it also tells you you better be aware because sometimes when you think that couldn't happen, it does. It also tells you <clears throat> how dumb these people are too. <laughs> Just plain dumb. But it is very dangerous. People are. Every time you see an attack on someone not wearing a mask, they'll always say you're you're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. So they have this in their mind that somehow there's a killer virus out there. There was a recent poll, they asked Americans, uh, how, what percentage do you, of you think of the country has died from COVID? And the answer was 9%. Americans have the idea that 9% of the population has died, which would be millions and millions of people, when in fact it's a fraction, a small fraction of 1% that's died. But her name is Sharon Hurt. She's the at-large council member for Nashville metro area. And she wants, she wants stronger laws. And she said they should be charged with murder or attempted murder if they go outside without a mask. And here's her rationale. The person who may very well pass this virus that's out there or because they're not wearing a mask is basically murdering someone who contracts it and dies. Uh, her colleagues reminded her that new uh, criminal law does have to be passed by the state. And she was, quote, disappointed over this. She said, I was afraid that was going to be the answer. You know, you can't put. So meanwhile, they're letting people out of jails. I'm sure you saw this horrible story over the weekend that they let this uh, rapist out of jail 
because of COVID, he went and found the woman who accused him and killed her. You know, so you're letting people like this out of jail and this crazy woman from Tennessee. We've got to call Kane up and see what's going on down there. Uh, she wants to put people in jail for not putting a mask on. Well, they're letting, you know, some prisoners out of jail. There's some we would let out because it's victimless crimes and dealing with uh, irrational drug laws. But they're leaving, a, letting a lot of violent criminals out of prisons in New York. At the same time, they defund the police. Yeah. And they, they, Good uh, luck. You know. Crime's going up. What's going on here? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> what is going on? So, okay, there's another item here that I'd like to, to talk about for a little bit. This is, this is sort of entertaining. Good news story. This is yeah. good. This is about our, our friendly uh, governor in South Dakota because she said she would and she did. And she invited people. I hope, I hope they keep doing that. I hope maybe we can have our next conference in South Dakota <laughs> so people could come and they wouldn't <laughs> lock, lock us down. <laughs> But anyway, she said for the motorcyclists, come. Yeah. Motorcyclists, uh, uh, they're fascinating. Even if you don't ride one, they're sort of fascinating. And they seem to be having fun. Yeah. They like to gun their engines. And, and there used to be several crowds, groups of those that when I was doing my national campaign, all of a sudden, it's just a ride. Yeah. And, they're having, and they were having fun. So uh, this annual, this evidently they have an annual rally up there with motorcyclists. And uh, they get a lot of people. And, uh, of course, the country's going nuts. You can't do it this year. Uh, so, anyway, she still had it. 250,000 people came. And, and one person who wanted to be a moderate, he said, well, I think when you're on a bike and you're out there riding, enjoying the scenery, and not too close to anybody, I think that sounds good. But what are you going to do in the evening? Are you guys going to get together? <laughs> what are you going to you? do? You're going to have fun at night? Are you going to have a party? Uh, that, was, that was too much. So, but anyway, it worked out well, and uh, I think the governor wins on this, and uh, who knows what her political career will be like in the next five to ten years. Yeah, her if she sticks to her guns, there should be an audience out there for her. Yeah, I can think of some people in 2024. She's one of them for sure. We have an article, Adam uh, from the RPI wrote a piece on our front page about this rally. He wrote it on Friday. But as you say, a quarter of a million people, Christy Nome was completely supporting this rally. It's an annual rally. No masks, no crowd restrictions in South Dakota. Um, you think, oh my gosh, it must be a nightmare. Bodies in the streets. No, they've got fewer than two deaths a day up there. And they haven't done anything. It's just like in Sweden, just like places like Belarus that had no restrictions. The deaths are very, very low. And they don't, that's why they just won't talk about it. They just won't talk about it. And when they actually do have someone to talk about it, let's look at this next one. They bring some dingling up on CNN. They'll find some doctor somewhere. This has the potential of being a super spreader event. Well, thankfully, all the <laughs> Black Lives Matter and Antifa rallies and riots and burnings, they don't have any possibility of being super spreaders. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a real shame. And... Uh, I, I think there were a lot of people rooting against the governor and against South Dakota, but uh, in, in, in many ways, uh, uh, if something had happened, if they could ever prove, you know, that somebody there did get it, which is always possible, or what if there had been some violent activity? See, these people are crazy. There yeah, was violence. Yeah. But you're more likely, I would bet, this is a real risky bet, 
that um, in some of our inner cities, like uh, San Francisco and other, uh, and, and uh, uh, you're more likely to see violence uh, in the inner city than you will with these bicycle riders. Yeah. And as I was saying, they frequently would come to my rallies, oh, yeah. and I, uh, it wasn't like we went out and found them. It was just like they just enjoyed having a rally. And, but I think bicyclists tend to have a libertarian spirit, yeah, you know, yeah. even though I, I imagine they have organizations and all. But uh, we always had a good time when they came. They, they made a lot of noise yeah, and did. drew yeah. attention to it. Well, the open road, you know, everyone, yeah. you know, enjoys that. I, I, uh, more power to them. But I was going to move on, move toward closing. And I will remind our viewers that we'll run our super chat people and thank them again for their support last week when we finish we'll roll those names of people that have supported us this week but I wanted to bring up something else Dr. Paul because I think our theme today really is that they are faking the data as the narrative slips and they really are and Houston is a great example and there are a few people that the Institute follows on Twitter that are really good with the numbers crunching them let's put up this next chart because I think this tells everything the blue bars are deaths per day in Texas and you would look at that uh, the 6th, 7th, and 8th of August. There are virtually no deaths in Texas. And you'd say, that's crazy because I look at the worldometer and it shows that deaths are skyrocketing. They're high in Texas. There's hundreds and some people. Well, this is the date of death chart. These are people who died on that day. The reason that it looks like Texas is still having a lot of problem with COVID is because they're doing legacy laundering. Let's look at this next chart. This is the real untold story. These are the, these are the reported deaths on the 9th of August. In the, and next to it, you'll see the date of actual death. Going back to May 4th, many of those deaths are more than two weeks old. So they're stacking old deaths onto the actual day of death in Texas and making it look much worse than it is. There are virtually very, very little death at all. And that's why I think they're getting nervous because also the cases are falling down. Here's something that Houston is putting out. Let's look at that next uh, clip. This is what they're trying to do to try to pump these up. This is a tweet from the Houston Health Department. It looks all happy like it might be a, a, uh, a party or some sort of affair. No, free COVID-19 mega testing sites. Come on down, get tested. Five free testing sites. And 15 other sites this week, and it tells you everywhere you can go to get your free test and all those wonderful logos and things. Make it look like an actual fun thing because they're not getting the cases that they want. And here's why. Let's look at the last one. We're seeing the new daily deaths in the U.S. And this is the real story of, of COVID. We had a big peak in April. We had a very small peak in July, and a lot of that was cooked, as we've talked about. And it looks very, very much like that peak is over that second peak, which was driven by the Sun Belt states because we just got it later. And that's just how viruses work, virus gone a virus. So uh, they're cooking the books. It's very, very phony what they're doing, and they seem like they can get away with it. So keep your eye out, w watch the numbers, follow people who are crunching the numbers in a more intelligent way. And again, thank you to our Super Chat people that help support the show. 
uh, and please continue doing so, <laughs> Dr. Paul. I, I want to remind our, our viewers that uh, you know, definitions are important, and when they talk about cases soaring, cases are a positive test. It's not that they've gotten the virus. It's not that they were, got sick. It's not that they died from it. They just got became positive. They're they're benefiting in the community because it's part of herd immunity, and and that's the, the way it works. So, but they, they're out looking for more to support their statistics. Uh, but what. Uh, what we've mentioned before is, what if they do go out and get a million new cases that people not say? What it does, it takes percentages and makes even the things that they were trying to say, oh, look how many people was in intensive care and all. Those numbers go down. The, number, the, the percentages go down. So their, their games they play don't always work out the way they want. I, I want to talk a little bit about the budget debate going on uh, right now. Another trillion dollars. Uh, Republicans, they'll be happy with a trillion. Uh, Democrats aren't happy. And it looks like, you know, things were going too slowly and we need the money for the coronavirus. So uh, uh, Trump took care of that executive order. We'll, we'll just pass out this money. And then there's the big constitutional argument about, well, can he do that? Well, all presidents do that. <laughs> who, who paid any attention to the Constitution? The Democrats are in a dilemma right now because uh, they don't know what to do. We, we have to hate what Trump did. You know? so, so, but, but they're sort of trapped because then they have to be against uh, extending the benefits like, like Trump, Trump did. But uh, he, um, he, he, he uh, also it's pointed out what's going on here, the debate, is it's an old tradition. The Republicans tend to have maybe a little closer relationship with the military-industrial complex. At least, at least that image is out there. So they argue for more money. And in, in this bill, since it's up to a trillion, there's a lot of money there to go around. You'd think they, would, they wouldn't be arguing too much. But uh, they, they got 20, $29 billion into the DOD budget. <laughs> and, uh, but seven of it is just for new weapons. New weapons. And just think, I, I guess we have, uh, you know, well, we've talked about these numbers before. The percentage, of how many countries you need to catch up on the amount of military spending to catch up with us. But, but anyway, they, they see it a chance. But you say, oh, aren't those Republicans horrible? But then the rest of the budget, you know, is all welfareism, where they get, a lot of it they get together. As a matter of fact, the Democrats won't vote against the military budget anyway. They, that's sort of, you know, a period appeasing their, their base. So, so anyway, but they're doing it, though, and that's why we have to be cautious. They're doing it for the benefit of national security. So we don't want to say this is bad because then we don't care about our country. You know? <laughs> uh, it's just terrible. So that, that's why, generally speaking, I think that this will all be concluded when some, some day comes along, the people are going to wake up, the market's going to wake up, the country's going to wake up, sanity will get, will get a tinge of sanity, and they'll say, you know, this can't go on. And, you know, things that can't go on usually don't. And uh, so the virus can't go on forever. We're going to... Nature helps us on that, and uh, the budget can't go on forever, even though it's been going on for a long time. But, uh, you, you, know, uh, you know, economically speaking, it just can't continue to go on. And the uh, longer it lasts, uh, the more liberty we lose. And, of course, that's the biggest threat that we have now is what has happened, whether it was on 9-11 and the Patriot Act or whether it's what's going on now with coronavirus and, and all this uh, uh, surveillance and all the passports that they're planning for us. So we need to be on our toes, and uh, the answer to all this is uh, 
getting more supporters is, is a prevailing attitude that makes the difference. When the prevailing attitude of a country is such that they're sick and tired of authoritarianism, they do like they did in the Soviet system. Soviet system just disappeared. And uh, ours is going to disappear in its format because, uh, you know, people are going to reject it uh, because it will be inefficient. And it's, all, it's also, uh, you, you know, something that they just can't continue forever and ever. But uh, it's going to continue, though, with a lot of heartache, and we will complete and continue to report on these issues the best we can so that when that real burst comes in our uh, breakdown in our economy and all, that we have the, have the support and to emphasize what can be done because it's not complicated, and it's so wonderful if we would just do a few few things, uh, we could solve these problems even under these worst of conditions. But what are the odds of that happening with the clowns that we have up there? Uh, ain't going to happen. So it has to happen with the people. The people have to wake up. And what we sense, Daniel and I both agree, that we're sensing that there is a shift in attitude on this coronavirus in spite of the ridiculous things you're going to be charged with murder if you're going out with a mask on? No, I, I think people are, are more sensible than that, and they just sort of go to sleep and go along and not realize, uh, you know, some of our, our leaders at CDC aren't really our friends. So we'll continue our effort, and we want to thank uh, our viewers very much for tuning in and helping us to spread the message of liberty. Come back soon. Good night to everyone. Good morning, wherever you are. To all. Tonight's episode, today's episode, it's a tribute to my mother when she was alive. Definitely, she must have been shocked by the numbers of people being into this scam of wearing masks and the uh, consequence thereof so tonight's uh, article has been posted by dr ron paul uh, there are three main issues here the first one is the problems uh, emerging from wearing masks face masks for extended periods of time the second one, how this uh, COVID-19 has become the new terrorism. And number three, how they plan to implement. Actually, they are, it's, already on, it's already on the line. The patient identifier, assistant 
to identify who might or who might not, well, obviously who might, who could probably be infected, track him, track him down, and convict. And number four, convict those not wearing masks for murder or attempted murder. In other words, you're not wearing a mask, you could be uh, filed um, for uh, allegedly murdering someone. So I'm gonna do two things. First thing is to want you to watch the video and on the second episode, or vice versa. You may hear the audio and tell me your comments uh, or watch them because the real thing better is better understood by watching the video. So let's see how this uh, turns out. <laughs> 